There are more questions than answers. Like, why isn't there an alarm clock that puts us to sleep instantly at a certain time instead of waking us up? That would be a joy, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be awesome. Can you imagine if that went off now? Be done for an hour, wouldn't we? Yeah. My alarm clock is jealous of the relationship I have with my bed. That's what I'm thinking is taking place. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Now each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. We listen to my mother snoring. Whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen. If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call. So snuggle under your covers, <laughs> turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making us laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris... She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather thinks it may be time to start exercising. Halfway up a flight of stairs, she now sets up a base camp. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. <laughs> That's mean. She's trying for the summit next week. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's debit card is starting to feel like a gift card. 
She's not sure how much is on it, but she'll give it a try. Anyway, welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Nothing says I love you exactly this much like a gift card. It's measurable, (laughs) isn't it? In terms of how much you like someone. Hey, I gave you a gift card for Christmas. It's a measure of how much (laughs) (laughs) someone loves you. According to a study, this was recent. The most common present given on Mother's Day is a gift card for a massage. It's the perfect gift for the mother who wants to be touched by anyone but your dad. (laughs) I also wish to introduce Chad Peters tonight, our resident psychologist. Chad noticed this week that people usually wear sweatpants hardly ever sweat. Welcome to the show, Chad. Funny but true. (laughs) My emotional support animal is sweatpants. They're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. We start every round, of course, with the lack of general knowledge. This is, I forgot to say, Series 3, Episode 47. Yes. Can't believe we're rattling through them, aren't we? Yes. But we start with Martin's gong, the New Year's resolution Martin gong of infinite knowledge with a treadmill of facts, the yoga ball of statistics. Stand back, I shall get my beta. Awesome. Love it. Almost sounds borderline professional now, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Martin. Yes. On this very day in 1896, the first ever demonstration of an X-ray was conducted in New York City by German scientist Wilhelm Röntgen. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about the humble X-ray. Anyone been x-rayed before? Have you been x-rayed, Miss Morris? No. You've never, ever had an x-ray in your life? No. No broken bones? No. No contusions? Never been to a dentist? That was me knocking on wood, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can hear that rattling through my headphones, and it's dislodged a piece of Lego I got stuck down there in 1975. So (laughs) thank you, Miss Morris. What was it doing there? You've never had your teeth x-rayed at the dentist? Oh, wait. Yeah, maybe my teeth. Your choppers? Yeah. Michelle, ever been x-rayed? Oh, yes. Give me an example of one or two x-rays you've had. A chest x-ray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any um, fun stories attached to your chest x-ray? Not really. Nothing you want to share? No. Chad, have you had a chest x-ray recently? Not recently. Any x-rays at all? Uh, I had a car accident Mother's Day at 99, and they x-rayed everything. That's because you got your mother a card for a massage, didn't you? Right. She was like, here, drive this car. No brakes, though. Yeah. I, I got hit by a semi. Wow. And uh, rear-ended by a semi and had a lot of x-rays. Nice. I got x-rayed only the once, apart from my teeth. I was eating at a very posh restaurant in London, and I got a lamb bone stuck in my throat. So I went to the hospital, and they x-rayed my throat, and you could see the little slither that was stuck some way down, but there was nothing they could do about it. They just said it would work its way out eventually. <laughs> Go home. That's too bad. Jeez, oh, it's a bit early for that, isn't it? This too shall pass. <laughs> wow. The sympathy I'm getting in here. I actually took the x-ray, and I was a teacher at the time, and I showed all my students what an x-ray looked like, and we had a talk about x-rays. It was a good opportunity to discuss science with my kids. So I'd share that with you. Mm. To win your points tonight, your first points of the evening, you just need to tell me what part of the body the first ever x-ray was of. Simple enough. Points going begging. Your foot. 
left or right? Right. Are you sure? Up your bum. Up oh. my bum. <laughs> it got stuck. Those are some interesting entries. Oh. So the first ever x-ray was my foot up my bum. I'm thinking... <laughs> Not my foot up your bum. I'm oh. thinking that's going to be wrong, but uh, if you're winning... No, to, right foot. You're going to go with the right foot. It's a foot. It's a foot. Left or right? You're going right foot. Michelle. Does it matter? Well... It might do. <laughs> Michelle, what was the first part of the human body ever to be x-rayed? The hand. Left or right? Left. You're going with the left hand. Chad, what are your thoughts? I'm going left foot then. You're going left foot. Michelle wins the first point ah. of the evening with a fabulous left hand x-ray. It was his wife, Ruckingen's rife. Let's rife. Do it the rife. Frau. I, I'm rife. not fluent in German, but... Uh, Wow. I'm showing you my hand x-ray. Oh. I can see you're fluent in something over there. <laughs> you can't keep moving it like that. Yeah. He showed her wedding ring as well, apparently, and she was not impressed. She declared, I have seen my death. She wasn't very impressed with that. Ooh. But it was the left hand of his wife, complete with wedding ring, as we said earlier. Now, why did Thomas Edison say x-rays? I'm afraid of them. I stopped experimenting with them two years ago. Why did Thomas Edison say that? Hmm. Why was he not impressed with x-rays? Why did he say, I'm afraid of them? I stopped experimenting with them. Because he didn't believe in them. He didn't believe in x-rays. Yeah. He was very Newtonian. If it's not matter, it doesn't exist. Exactly. He thought it was a ghost. Controversial. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Why did he stop using x-rays? Why did he stop experimenting with them? Because he saw the horrible way in which Madame Curie died. Did Madame, did she die, Madame Curie? Of that? radiation poisoning. Yeah. Okay. So I, sh I thought <laughs> she was the did one. Did you think she was still alive? Yeah, I thought she was still <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> I just assumed she was the woman who actually found that radiation existed in some shape or form. And was Very badly. Measurably. It was, she was able to measure it, wasn't she? Yeah, her and her husband, yeah. There we go. Chad, any thoughts why he stopped using x-rays? Uh, had too much power behind an, electric, or behind an x-ray machine and fried something. I'm going to give Michelle and Chad a couple of points each. I'm feeling very <gasps> generous. Oh, oh, high five. This is very <laughs> grim, I have to say. The show's going to take a dark turn at this point. My favorite. Other high five. Nice. Two <laughs> high fives. Edison's assistant was a gentleman called Clarence Daly. He spent years working on them on behalf of Edison. But then his hair fell out, his skin erupted in legions, and the burns on his hands became cancerous, and he had to have both his arms amputated. Whoa. He died in 1898. And all you need to do is to tell me how old he was. Closest one will win 38. the points. You are saying he was 38 when he died of those terrible things. Yeah. Michelle. 42. What are your thoughts, Chad? 35. Heather wins her first <gasps> points of the evening. He was 39 Ooh. years old. So this is the reason why Edison said he was afraid of them and didn't want anything to do with them. I don't like them either. The terrible, terrible things that happened to his assistant, Clarence Adali. Do you think anyone has taken an x-ray of Kermit the Frog and thought, that's a strange bone structure? <laughs> that hand's not supposed to be there. Uh, there you go. Everyone thought it, but Chad said it. <laughs> this is a good day in history for inventions, because on this day in the Netherlands in 1951, 
the first ever use of the lie detector came into operation, the polygraph test. Okay. So a good day for inventions. Mm. On this day in 1973, the final episode of Monty Python's Flying Circus <gasps> was aired on the BBC. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Monty Python. Mm. Fans of Monty Python, are you a fan, Heather? I loves it. What's your favourite sketch? The parrot. You like the the classic dead parrot, Norwegian Blue. Yes. He's left this mortal coil. Yes. Monty Python sketch. It's my favourite. Michelle, a fan of Monty Python? Huge. Favourite sketch, favourite moment? Spam and the Spanish Inquisition. I have to say, I do like the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Chad, fan of Monty Python? Love the Monty Python, especially the movies. Like, Mostly yeah. the uh, the interaction with the guy on the French wall. Oh. oh. Yeah. That was actually based on historical fact. There were people employed at castles that would make fun and taunt the people outside. Oh, that that's was great. Yeah, John Cleese actually saw that in a history <laughs> lecture when he was at Cambridge and thought this would be a good thing to do in a film, of course. God. I love the Hungarian phrase book. Come to my auntie's party. <laughs> I will not buy this record. It is scratched. <laughs> this risk is terrible. Take it away. This makes me very happy. I uh, actually met um, the guy that lives in Minnesota. He came from White Bear Lake. The guy that did oh, yeah, all yeah. of Terry the cartoons. Gilliam? There's the guy. I couldn't remember his name. Thank you for stepping in. Terry Gilliam. Yeah, he's a local lad. He was born very locally to here. I actually met him in the King's Road in Chelsea once. He walked straight past me. But <laughs> films like Brazil... Just an amazing film. Twelve Monkeys, Jabberwock. I mean, the guy is oh, an amazing right. film director. Mm -hmm. But yes, I like the Hungarian phrase book and the, the cheese shop, of course. Oh, yes. Now, to win your points, the premiere of the film screening of the Holy Grail was in fact at the Cannes Film Festival. But the cinema was evacuated after the opening credits because... And all you have to do is to tell me why the premiere of the Holy Grail was interrupted... And everyone had to leave the cinema. Mm, because of a gas attack. Someone had an attack of the gas. Yes, the bowels. A severe case of flatulence. They're in the south of France. Smelt a little bit of sulfur. They've had the snails for their dinner. Mm. The butter, the garlic. Yeah. They've had the frog's legs. Yep. The French eat some really strange food, don't they? Yes. <laughs> and you Bubbling think, up the ghost. Oui. You're bubbling up the ghost. You're now quoting the Iliad. Do you know that? <laughs> They said, bubbling up the ghost is from the Iliad. You get everything on this show, don't you? From Monty Python through to the Iliad. Who knew? You're thinking someone dropped their guts. That's right. The whole place left. Yes. God, that's grim, isn't it? Michelle, why did they have to evacuate the cinema after the opening credits? I think it's something maybe to do with the subtitles in the opening credits. They subtitled it wrong in French. Yeah. We'll go with that. Chad, what are your thoughts on that? There was a publicity stunt gone bad. They did think it was a publicity stunt, and they did think it was to do with Monty Python, but it wasn't. Someone actually phoned in a bomb threat. They evacuated the cinema because they thought there was a bomb. I win. How is that? Someone dropping their guts. <laughs> some drop something. A bomb. A whacker. Yes. A thin a mint. A whacker thin mint, sir. Butt explosion. But Bubbling up the ghost. No, no points. Nil point. <gasps> what are you talking about? Heather Moyes, nil point. Nil point. Why was the owner 
of the killer rabbit unhappy when he got given his rabbit back. Can I borrow because your rabbit? Because it was dead. <laughs> he was unhappy that he got his rabbit. It makes me smell when you see the little puppet of the killer oh, rabbit over the top of the shield. Always makes me smile. He was unhappy because he got his rabbit back dead. Stained with blood. So ah, what are we going with? Both. You're, you're spreading your <laughs> chips. Choose one. Dead? Blood or stained. St- blood stained rabbit. Yeah. You're going with that, are you? Yeah. Michelle, why was the man who lent them his fluffy white rabbit for the scenes of the killer rabbit unhappy when he got his rabbit back. I was going to say blood stained, so mm. I'm going to go with that. You're going to stick with blood stained, yeah. Chad. Make it gonna, three. You're going to go three. All three of you were 100% correct in sticking with the plan. They used red dye and they couldn't get it off and they all took turns scrubbing the rabbit, which isn't a euphemism. (laughs) Sorry, Mum, I was late. I was just scrubbing the rabbit. Shave him. (laughs) Down to the wood. (laughs) He was so shocked to be on camera, his fur fell out. What are the chances of that happening? Imagine having a shave. (laughs) You know a rabbit's an ugly-looking bugger when it's been shaved, right? It's all teeth and eyes and it looks grim. Yes, the man was very unhappy. He got his rabbit back and it was stained. You look a bit like a shaved rabbit. Ooh. Hang on. <laughs> oh, God. I'll zip my trousers back up. All teeth and eyes. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up, Morris. You're going to be on minus 20 shortly. <laughs> I never thought for one moment I'd be hosting a radio show where one of my guests turns around and says, you look like a shaved rabbit. <laughs> uh, that PhD was worth it, huh? <laughs> wow. Ever heard of a ritual sacrifice? <laughs> wow. And now for something completely different. <laughs> nice, nice. On this day, we wish a happy birthday to Oliver Hardy, born in 1892 in Harlem. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange and bizarre facts about Oliver Hardy. Fa- fans of Oliver Hardy? Fans of Laurel and Hardy? Loves him. Love you him. loves Laurel and Hardy, do you? Mm-hmm. Favourite moment? Favourite sketch? Favourite joke anything it's been a while since i've seen them i bet anyone under the age of 30 has no idea who laurel and hardy are they had all the cartoons the reruns but they don't do that now do they no fan of laurel and hardy huge loved them chad uh he doesn't remember like like i saw a few of the movies i remember one with like a frankenstein or something like that i think that's abbott and costello yeah you're wrong wrong people chad (laughs) (laughs) wrong double wrong so go with a solid no not a fan. I remember <laughs> laughing out loud. Bearing in mind this is comedy done in the 1920s and 30s. The longevity of this is amazing. Do you remember they dressed up as little kids? And then they also were their babysitters. <sighs> yes. So they were the little kids upstairs that couldn't get to sleep. And they kept calling them up the stairs. Oh, God, yes, I remember that sketch. And they're playing Paul. And there's a scene where Stan Laurel is chewing marshmallows. And Oliver Hardy's got the marshmallow oh, stuck no. on the end of his pool cue and the other one's chewing the chalk. <laughs> but there's a scene where they walk upstairs and the kids have locked themselves in and they're pulling on the door handle and the door handle comes away. So Oliver Hardy bends down to look through the keyhole and one of the kids on the other side pushes the door <laughs> yeah. handle back into the door and it goes into his eye and he falls down the stairs and it still <laughs> makes me laugh. Stan Another Laurel uses the line. When he's playing Paul, he uses the line, you can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led. 
It's a joy, oh. isn't it? <laughs> For your points tonight, Oliver Hardy was rejected by the US Army during the First World War, which was very lucky for him, of course, because he could have been shot or killed. All I need you to do tonight is to tell me why the US Army refused to take him on board, why he was rejected. Mm, his feet were too big. You're saying that Oliver Hardy's feet were too big so he couldn't be a bullet catcher during the First World War for the US Army. Michelle, what are your thoughts? His feet were too flat. His feet were too flat. I've got flat feet. They don't let you have flat feet in the Army because you're not supposed to be able to march long distances, but I've done sport at the highest level all my life, and it's never caused me an issue, so I'm not quite sure what's going well, on you're there. batting a thousand tonight. You Rabbits and flat feet. And... <laughs> You're on a roll. Have you been drinking Jack Daniels? Nope. Because that makes him mean. Yeah, she's had a couple of those. She's over there sharpening a blade on a piece of leather. Somebody got in the loud mouth juice. <laughs> Unbelievable. Chad, why was he refused the US Army? Oh, uh, his ancestry... Dot com it, came yeah, back was, wrong. Yeah, was, he was, was German. Suspicious. Oliver Hardy. He was. It was his weight. He was overweight then. Oh. He was too large. Oh. But I think the US Army had too much on their plate at the time. Oh, God. Uh, no. Mm -mm. No. I love. This show. Oliver Hardy starred in more than 250 silent films before he even met Stan Laurel. Hmm. I just need you to tell me out of that 250, how many have been lost? How many no longer exist? Were deleted, destroyed, and All not of them. kept? You're saying out of 250 silent films before he even met Stan, the whole lot. All right. Gone. 223 were lost. 223 films were lost michelle how many of them no longer exist 200 you are going 200 chad what are your thoughts 230 michelle wins tonight's point she's on a fabulous fabulous rounded oliver hardy slightly bulging eight points 150 films Ooh. out of the 250 have been lost to the knowledge of man that was then but this is now, as we enter our favourite part of the show, it's the mailbag. you got to love the mailbag. This is our favourite part of the show. Wow. And she didn't do that with her lips. Well. You're starting to bring instruments in, are you? Maybe. If it's not asparagus, you're bringing swanny whistles into the studio. Happy days. This is the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, if you wish to give us your comments, we'd be happy to read those out. I really enjoy that. So during the course of the week, nip onto Facebook. Tell us your thoughts on the show. We'd be happy to read them out. That's more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook. I'm going to start this week with Patreon. If yeah. you like this show, oh, nice. if you love what we do, if you leave this show with more than you arrive with in terms of laughter, in terms of jokes, in terms of facts and knowledge and information... That's got to be worth a single dollar. You can't even buy a Snickers bar for a single dollar these days. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. Martin in New York is a very, very good Patreon Thank you, Martin. follower. Thank you. We now have a gong named after him in dedication. <laughs> Martin Gong. Martin Gong. You know there's someone out there living in China called Martin Gong, right? That's you nice. know that person exists. 
if you wish to donate a single dollar, you will get a lot for your money. You get to listen to the show first. You get lots of goodies. We're going to post out some goodies to all our Patreon followers. So you should be expecting some goodies in the post in the next week. And you get to listen to shows that have never been aired. And we're going to do a show this week. All of our listeners have written in questions for everyone on the team. Yeah. And we're going to sit down and do an hour of the show. I thought that if people wrote in and asked us questions and we're going to do an hour solely for our Patreon followers that you can access on Patreon, I was going to call it more answers than questions. Ooh, That's good, nice. right? Ooh, subtle, nice. subtle. See what I did there? I know yes. nothing. Lisa in Minnesota has posted, after the day I have had, I needed this. And this was her listening on Patreon. So Aww. I appreciate that, Lisa. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Lisa. To listen to the show first. Mandy added about last week's show. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't stop laughing. And poor Michelle. <laughs> yeah. She's funny. You did Maybe. great on this episode, even though I'm sure you looked green. <laughs> Many things have made you look green. So if you go back and listen to that, you can listen to that on SoundCloud. We have archives. <laughs> I'll go through those. I'm sure we forced you to eat something, didn't we? It was the clot stopper. Yes, we won't be discussing that oh, <laughs> yeah. during the regular part of the show, you. but we will be discussing that in the extra part of the show called Not For Your Mother. But you did turn green. You were a fabulous shade of olive, I believe. I, I was. We nailed that. Wow. They're good to us, aren't they? She listens, of course. Mandy listens to the show every Friday night at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. All over the world. We need a bit of ELO there, don't we? Hmm? Don't get me down. <laughs> Lorraine <laughs> posted. Lorraine said, I came in second on episode 41. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Lorraine. It's very impressive when our listeners finish second and they're not in the studio. Wow. Michelle, she says, I can be your fat bottom date. I think Michelle won that episode and she got a date with a fat bottom girl. That's right. We make the rockin' world go round. Nice. So that was your date. And uh, Lorraine said she'd like to go out with you, perhaps on a double date. We can make that happen, I'm yes. sure. Lorraine's listening on SoundCloud. I mentioned this earlier. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. We have all of our shows of the last five years on there. If you're completely free, you can listen to them back to back. If you're watching a silent film, you can listen to us at the same time, of course. <laughs> if you're getting an X-ray and you've got a six-hour wait in ER, you can listen to us there as well. In the gym, walking the dog, shoveling the snow. And we're available on lots of platforms. iTunes, MyTunes, I did it my way. We're on Stitcher, Pitcher, Backscratcher, Buzzbox, Fuzzbox, Beatbox, Best Socks, Red Socks, Sandbox. Tune in, tune out, break out, fall out, twist and shout. I heart, wet fart, old tart, and Brussels sprouts. So you can nice. join us. <laughs> that was wow. great. <laughs> on any of those platforms. And if you're listening on any of those right now, why not press the little love heart if you're on SoundCloud or write us a nice review if you're on any of those. We appreciate that. And we alluded to this just seconds ago. We stay in the studio at the top of the hour when we're searching for the stories from around the world of the paranormal. And we have got a ghost-themed show tonight. All ghosts and hauntings all the way through. Ooh. And I will tell you why very shortly. But we have a very ghost-themed show tonight. We do an extra part of the show. We find stories that we couldn't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. There's stories from around the world that are too rude not to read out. But we can read them out after the show. Yeah. So if you go to SoundCloud, if you go to Patreon and you donate your dollar... If you go to any of the platforms I just read out, you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth 
Oh, yes. And some people say it's their favourite part of the show. It's the news stories around the world laden with innuendo. Naughty. Naughtiness. Dirty. Say filthy, the two of you together. Filthy. Perfect. I'll be cutting that and playing that back later. (laughs) (laughs) Chad, do you want to go? Shugganar. There we go, because I'm sure there's lots of men around the country in prison at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Lorraine and Mandy was alluding to our Jubes episode. Do you remember we got (gasps) to eat some strange and bizarre... Japanese candy. We no should more. probably get some more. No. Oh, I got high. I don't know what was in that stuff. <laughs> God, we were laughing. It was madness. I, I spent 10 minutes trying to take my glasses off and they were in my case. I know. No, so, you were wearing them. You were wearing them. No, I wasn't. They were in the case. No, you were looking for them and you were wearing them, yes. weren't you? No, I, I managed to get through a show without my reading <gasps> glasses right. on. That's right. I, w- uh, I was that high, I managed to read everything without reading glasses. So, jubes is a cure for blindness. Apparently. <laughs> Temporary. Temporary. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of most drugs, I would suggest. <laughs> so, bearing in mind we're alluding to the jubes episode. Oh. Mandy also had it. I don't think you guys should try jubes again. Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. At this one. Great show. Did any of you guys notice that Adrian's accent comes out more when he's eating juice? Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey, Mary Poppins. It ain't our fault, son, isn't it? Go oh, blimey. That you was in East End there a little yeah. bit. Yeah, just a little bit, do you think? Mm. Mm-hmm. Alva, our good friend has posted. Inventor, of course, of the Grodka. No. Very nice. Very nice. Hi, Alva. He has posted, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Friday. MQTA. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, breathe. Just relax. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Friday. You have to admire his enthusiasm. Yes. Michelle and I should have totally read that. Yeah. I was thinking that sounds like a woman on her honeymoon of an arranged marriage where she's reading a book while her husband, newly husband, is practicing the physical arts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Friday. MQTA. Oh my god. Okay, okay, breathe. Just relax. Oh my god. <laughs> That's not what I really? got. No. 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 Oh my god. Oh my I... god. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going yep, for the board kind it. of reading over your shoulder. You were going of... for your honeymoon when yeah. you were married. <laughs> I keep telling you, I had a fairy tale honeymoon. Grim. <laughs> Thank God that's over. <laughs> Good times. Jill has posted after last week's show. She said, awesome last night, everyone. I really needed a good laugh. Thanks, Jill. Thank you to all of our listeners. Again, if you wish to write to us, go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian. All of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, the banter, all of the cartoons. There's so much on there. Go and find us on there. We have 6,200 followers on there at the moment. You can join my Twitter account as well at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s we have a hundred thousand followers on twitter and i'm an author of course i write many books about ghosts hauntings the paranormal being psychic lots of books on history and theology if you go to amazon search for adrian lee i write the mysterious series look up mysterious minnesota mysterious midwest or how to be a christian psychic everything is there for you it's now the time of the show of course where we discuss the curse of Oak Island. Or should that be the curse of Apple Island season oh, 23? Right. Wow. <sighs> Normally, I start off by reprising everything that happened on last Tuesday's show. So uh, <laughs> I'll just take a deep breath and okay. uh, tell you what happened in the hour of Tuesday's Do it. 
Curse of Oak Island. They found a penny from 1963. Worth it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> One... <laughs> do you want to tell our listeners what we do? Tell everyone what we do on a Tuesday, which is the best and most incredible thing ever. We have the best time. We get together at, uh, what is it? Eight, Eight o'clock, o'clock yep. Central. Central. We all get on our nifty little computers and our phones and we meet the fans on our Facebook page. It is so much fun. And oh. we watch the show together and comment on our Facebook page. And I have to say this last week, I swear to God, we broke Facebook. Because yes. it was awesome. <laughs> I couldn't there were keep over two hundred comments in just an hour. I you couldn't keep up. It was amazing, yeah. and it makes you laugh and think and cry a little. The show's <laughs> irrelevant. Yes, I had tears running down my legs. And can someone mention the T-shirt that was bought for them? <gasps> oh, yes. Jerry. Jerry, a good listener and friend. It was his birthday. Happy birthday, Jerry. Happy birthday, Jerry. I think his son bought him a t-shirt. Yes. Yes. And on it, it had... Holy shamoly! It's a a Bobby Bobby Dazzler. (laughs) The thing is, he's from from Birmingham. So you've got to say, holy moly, it's a Bobby Dazzler. (laughs) Unbelievable. But yes, join us. 8pm Central Time. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can chat live whilst watching the show. It's hilarious. The comments. I'm sat there (gasps) weeping. It's so funny. One of the things I wanted to mention was they found a rock, which was very interesting, on the rocky outcrop on a shore of rocks on a place called Rock Island. Yeah. So that was very interesting. Or an oak beam. There you go. On Oak Island. Yeah. The excitement never ends, does it? No. no. I have to have a lie down in a dark room with a washcloth on my face. Yeah. At the end of every... I was exhausted, by the way. All those comments and everything people were posting, I was oh. worn out after that hour. I have to tell you, honestly, it's so bad it's good. It's one of those. Absolutely. Yeah, yep, yep. It's so... It's like a car crash. You just yeah, can't look away. <laughs> this is very true. So join us, 8 p.m. Central Time. Go onto Facebook. We have a lot of fun and the show's inconsequential. That's right. It's quite inconsequential mm. now it's this time of the week where chad gives us his bizarre strange and random fascinating facts of civu play dr peters in human reproduction one sperm cannot fertilize an egg hundreds of millions of sperm are needed to fertilize a human egg each sperm secretes an enzyme called hyaluronidase. Enormous amounts of hyaluronidase are required to dissolve the protective membrane around the unfertilized egg before one sperm can get through and fertilize it. Wow. Look at all that hyaluronidase all over your blouse. That's never. That's a stubborn stain. That's not coming out. Ew. Don't you have that on, like, Canadian bacon and toast? Hyaluronidase. Hyaluronidase sauce. <laughs> I'm not going to look at an ex Benedict in the same way. Never. <laughs> Can I put my Highland Day sauce all over your eggs? No. That's terrible. <laughs> I thought he was a Mexican. Welcome. He's a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> and in the red corner, weighing 248 pounds. Highland Day. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you for bringing a bit of sensible science into the show, Chad. I thought that one's a good one. We have ghost theme for our show tonight and you'll know why very shortly michelle's on eight i'm yet to score heather somehow despite being rude and calling me a rabbit that's been shaved amongst other things (laughs) (laughs) chad you're laughing you thought pubic hair was a character from beatrix potter chad is on four 
This is the round of ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. We cannot be a paranormal show Mm-mm. if we don't discuss the news of the week. It's amazing. Ghostbusters director's <gasps> son plans a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jason Reitman's son of director Ivan is to make a new film in the Ghostbusters series his father began in 1984 and then managed to destroy and kill in 2016. Mm. I finally got the keys to the car, said Reitman Jr. in a Twitter post, linking to a news article confirming the project. The Juno director said the film would be set in the present and be the next chapter in the original franchise. Look at Morris smiling over there. Yes. Look at her. Yeah, beautiful. They, they... She looks like Slimer. Look, all you need is no. a hot dog. The new film. <laughs> wow. Which follows. Oh, you can not really start on me, can you? Do you know what I'm saying? You know, it's <laughs> going to come back. About? If the good Lord giveth, the good Lord taketh away. Let me show you where I put my hot dog. <laughs> when does the good Lord call you Slimer and tell you you need a hot dog? <laughs> I was told I look like a shaved rabbit. <laughs> Not by Jesus. <laughs> the new film which follows the 1984 original and the 1989 Ghostbusters 2 and the 2016 female-led reboot is scheduled for release in the summer. Don't mention the 2016 in the presence of those other classics. I love... That's great. No, you <laughs> like Kate McKinnon. Who craps? <laughs> we really need to stop you drinking, funny. don't we? <laughs> Reitman, who will also co-write the film with Gil Kennan, said it would not be another reboot, but would follow the trajectory Thank you. of the original film. There would be a lot of wonderful surprises and new characters for the audience to meet, he promised. I've always thought of myself as the first Ghostbusters fan. When I was a six-year-old visiting the set, the 41-year-old told Entertainment Weekly. That had to be amazing. I, I wanted loved it. to make a movie for all of the other fans. Didn't they say that about the absolute shower that was the last film? I'm making it for the fans. Uh, no, no, they didn't. The 2016 film directed by Paul Feig and starring Melissa McCarthy, Christian Wiig, got a lukewarm reception and made $229 million worldwide. Crap. I have so much respect for what Paul created with those brilliant actresses and I would love to see more stories from them, he continued. No. Ivan Reitman, whose other comedies include Stripes, Twins and Kindergarten Cop, uh, said the film represented a passing of the torch both inside and out. Can I pass you my torch both inside and out, Michelle? Not not tonight. The 72-year-old <laughs> told Entertainment Weekly he was quite surprised to learn his son wanted to continue the series, but said his ideas had left him literally crying. Yes, the 2016 film also left me literally crying. You just said it was great. You never gave me a chance to finish. You jumped in and attacked me. That's Ooh. because I know it's crap. Wow. The problem I have with this is that if he does a really bad job, it's dead. We will never see a Ghostbusters film ever again in our lifetime because they won't do a third after the last two. If this one doesn't turn out any good, we're done. It's over. Franchise dead. What what did I send to you, anyone? Well, this is very interesting because a couple of days ago, they put out a teaser and it's half a minute long. And the leaves are rustling and you see a haunted farmhouse with some lightning and some creepy bits and pieces. They go inside. There's no people involved. They just the camera goes in in the first person. 
and you see this tarp and it's moving around in the wind and there's a bit of lightning and some sparks suddenly the tarp blows away and it's the back of ecto one and then the a music, rusted out ecto one yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. music the music starts up this is funny because they haven't even got a script yet. There's no script. <laughs> no, but it, it gets the the hairs on the yeah. back of your neck going. I mean, so nothing got me excited about the last movie. Nothing. No. Zero. Not even Chris Helmsworth. And I love him. Well, even the mm. first trailer, the trailer for the film of 2016, the teaser trailer, there was a scene of New York from a helicopter from above. And it said in 1984 four scientists and i said to myself well there wasn't four scientists there was only three that's right. right so already they got their own canon of history wrong in the first 10 seconds of the trailer you knew things were going to be bad from that point on that's right yeah. but i have a fear that if they mess this up i'm not even putting that out there not so even take it, it away this is why we have a ghost themed show this week Yay, Ghostbusters 3, or it's not for me. You decide for yourself. I love it. I love it. I Go love to our it. Facebook site. I have posted all of the article plus the teaser, the trailer, if you wish to go and see such wondrous things. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round? I have something exciting, just so you know. Well, that's for us to decide, isn't it? You read it out. I'll tell you if it's exciting. Killer <laughs> Monk. Yeah. Oh, like like the TV show on USA? <laughs> His name was Adrian, I believe. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's doing psycho music. Yeah, making right. more and more sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a killer monk said to lurk in haunted Devon pub. Oh. Ooh, I saw a picture of Devon this week, didn't I? And with all its naughty trees with yeah. stuff dripping. There's on a lot it. going on naughty in Devon. Trees. It has yes. forests that are very gnarled and Naughty forest, apparently. Yeah, I love it. Fairy book like. It has all the smuggling coves. Yeah, I love it. There's a lot going on in Devon. Well, visitors to the historic Coick Barton in Exeter, England, have long reported encounters with the unexplained. The building, which is originally constructed almost 500 years ago, was once part of a new Coick Priory before being appropriated by King Henry the V.I. to support... King Henry the V.I. V.I. <laughs> <laughs> The Western spells, world calls that six. That, that, that'll be six. <laughs> to support Eton College. These days, <laughs> the interior still bears some resemblance to its historic self, with several of its original features, including stoned, maloined window. Is that right? Maloined? I've no idea. You've got the maloined. story. Maloined. Maloined? Yeah. Much, that, much no. maloined. <laughs> I hate for you to see my Malloyne. Oh, Nothing but meanness and nastiness tonight. <laughs> you wouldn't believe I was in charge of scoring, would you? Well, anyway, uh, flagstone floors <laughs> and God. flagstone floors still visible. According to the pub's visitors, the building is also still home to ghosts of its former occupants, including an elderly monk named Fred. Or I like to call him Drop Dead Fred. Oh, Frederick. Nice. Yes, Frederick. Frederick. You've got Freddy, Freddy Monk all over you. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Mm. Who has been seen in and around the property? Stories suggest that the monk had been making cheese. Oh, is that what they call it? <laughs> <laughs> Damn those ghostly monks and their cheese making. They're keeping me up all night. <laughs> There's nothing quite I, like ghost cheese. Yeah, I think I think making cheese might be a euphemism for something else. 
I wish you had curds and go away. <laughs> That's terrible. God, I didn't read that sentence earlier. Jeez. Oh, you should read it more carefully. <laughs> I love this show. Uh, well, he was making cheese when he heard screams. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and rush to What are you see. doing in there? Don't come in. Do not come in. I'm making cheese. It's critical point of the process. Do not come in. But Adrian, I've made you a cup of tea. Leave it outside, Mama. Get it on the way out. That's my cheese making. That's your cheese making. And they have been. You need both hands, Michelle. <laughs> Well, he heard the screams and rushed to see what was happening. Upon Where's discovering, oh God! Upon discovering that his sister was being attacked, not so funny now, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> he his sister's being attacked yes. by a cheese-making monk. No, the monk sister. Oh, my cheddar at you. Oh, it was man. a sharp cheddar as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Was it holy cheese? Oh, oh those Swiss. Swiss. <laughs> madam. Ooh, breeze. We started this show by talking about the Monty Python cheese sketch. Yeah. And now we're getting close to the end. John Cleese got yes. into a lot of trouble because he actually went into a cheese shop. And he sat there and wrote down every name of every cheese. And they wondered what he was doing. And he got kicked out. But he needed all the different names. For apart from sketch? the Canadian beaver's yeah. cheese, which they made up. Wow. It's true. Well, this little monk, he lunged at the assailant with a length of cheese wire and succeeded in decapitating him. <laughs> well, that turned wow. sharp. That took that... a turn for the worst. Did, did, right, yes. did you just say that turned sharply? <laughs> it did. <laughs> Head cheese. Oh, God, there's too many in here. I just can't do it. It was all grins and laughs, and then someone got decapitated with cheese wire. <laughs> I know. What's a cheese wire? That's one of those things where there's two sticks too. at the end, and then there's a wire. Oh, and then gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It almost looks like a garrote. Gotcha. Got it? Oh. So, <laughs> well, you learn more on this Handy. show minute by minute, don't <laughs> That's you? That's right. Several visitors to the pub have since reported seeing drop-dead Fred leaning over them in bed. Oh, that's, that's rhymes. Mm -hmm. A terrifying prospect, to be sure. Some say that he may also have a penchant for wine. As according to those who work there, some of the barrels in the cellar have been known to move around all by themselves Do you on know why occasion. They drank a lot of wine and beer back in the day because all the water was poisoned. Yep. Typhoid yeah. and cholera. If you drank alcohol, and they didn't know why, but if you drank alcohol, you didn't get ill. But it was the boiling process that killed all of the germs. Mm. Didn't you have something like three beers before lunch? Yes. You would take a big gallon of beer out into the field and then wonder why you couldn't even see the potatoes you were planting by, right. by early <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> True enough. Fred the Monk, or it's all bunk. You decide and go to our Facebook site. I love Fred. More questions and answers. I shall give you two rounded runny brie points. Man rewatches footage of himself entering house with friends. What he sees is terrifying. <gasps> oh, I saw the video. That's bunk. Oh. It was a rerun of Oak Island playing on the television. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kieran Essen, 23, was being filmed returning from a shopping trip with friends Amy Jardine and Kerry Watson when the chilling incident happened. Isn't that convenient? Caught on camera by pal Lisa O'Donnell, Amy and Kerry are the first to walk into the house with their bags of snacks. But when Kieran appears, something bizarre happens. (gasps) A photo frame (laughs) perched on a coffee table starts moving before falling to the floor, right in front of the stunned man. It's ridiculous. It shatters. (laughs) As Kieran jumps out of his skin. <gasps> After rewatching the bizarre video taken on January the 5th, he now believes a close friend who recently died is behind the paranormal activity. No disrespect, but it's bunk. Kieran from Edinburgh, if you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking mm-hmm. game, you can take your shot wherever you are in the world. Can I say something I about this video? Or do you want to proceed? <laughs> Why not wait till the end when I've got it all out of the way? How would that be? Oh, my! <laughs> That sounded like a Tommy gun. Sorry. The Tommy gun, the roar that put the roar in the roaring 20s. <laughs> you can have two That's more solid. shots. That's a double right there. Good God, madam. Are you breathing? Do you need your adenoids out? What's going on back there? Kieran from Edinburgh said, it's so bizarre. We have watched it so many times and slowed the footage down. The frame doesn't get pushed off. It's like it pounces towards me when I'm walking. It's following me. He explained. <laughs> this is why we don't have cameras in the studio. Wow. He explained Lisa has been Snapchatting them to chronicle their trip to get snacks for a cozy Saturday night. Mm. Nothing could be better in terms of documentary filmmaking than my trip to the shops for snacks on a Saturday mm. night. In Scotland. <laughs> 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 the next thing that happens, he continued. I was shocked. As there was glass on the floor, me and my friends were arguing at first. After the photo frame smashed, I said it wasn't me who's done it. And they said it was. It wasn't until we looked back at the footage that I realized, oh my God, it was none of us. Kieran said someone very close to him passed away in the last couple of months. And he now believes that person is behind the spooky incident. I do think it's a paranormal reminder to show that he's here. It's a funny way of doing it. No, it's it. not. It's bunk. <gasps> I was a bit spooked at first, but me and my friends are going to see a medium to get some answers. So what a small. <laughs> did, did they have left-handed cigarettes in Scotland? Because I think that might be what they were smoking. Oh. I mean, you run out to get s- some snacks. kind of snacks in the middle of the night. We've Take all those. seen train spotting, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, right. see where we are with this. <laughs> Go on, Miss Morris. Now? You're bursting over now? there, aren't you? Yes, you're like a little girl in school who's swatty and has put her hand up because she knows the capital of France. Go on. (laughs) First, why was the picture frame perched halfway on and halfway off? It's like Colombo. It's like Colombo over there. No, it was. It was. It really was. You have to see the video. And secondly, the other thing, the reason why it fell off was the girls created an airflow because it was a light frame. There was no crash. It just kind of went ting. You don't? You're bunking my story. It's (laughs) You're bunking my story, man. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's just a picture frame or it's a funny old game. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I shall give myself two. You shouldn't give yourself anything. Remark. I shall give myself three. (laughs) Three. Remarkable, Ah, ghostly, ah, (laughs) haunted points. Miss Curry, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Haunting? Oh, I have a ghost that haunts a Brit chippy by scaring customers and pouring salt everywhere. 
Ooh. That's very interesting. Ooh. You'd think demonic Keeps... entities would stay away from salt, wouldn't you? Yes. But it turns out the snails are what those demonic entities <laughs> are trying to keep away. It's the demonic entities. You've heard it here first. Are afraid of mollusks and gastropods. Who knew? <laughs> you leave this show with more than you arrive with. Let's go and do an exorcism. I shall take my snail farm with me. <laughs> Did you see those snail facials that were posted? Oh, oh, oh that was a step beyond. Oh, oh, wow. You're welcome. Ugh. Yes, if anyone wants to see the latest fashion trend hitting the high street, is to sit back and enjoy a, a nice facial massage. Slimy lick. Oh, it was so snails. slimy, and they're huge. Yes, Man. they were. Oh. Yes, they were. They were like tennis balls. They were very large. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very large. I like the way you poke their eyes and they telescopically retract back into their head. Always makes me smile. <laughs> it's true, I tell you. My sister had a snail collection, and uh, we went on vacation and came back a couple of weeks later, and then managed to escape. And they ate all the posters in her bedroom. Really? <laughs> yeah, they kind of plowed. You could see the trail where they'd eaten. There was pictures of right. Bon Jovi. Oh my god. And, and, her snail collection had eaten all her posters. It was very funny. <laughs> were they were they on the wall? Yeah. Snails. Yeah. We had to go oh, around sure. picking them up, collecting them. Huh. One of them it spent two weeks trying to get through uh, Richie Sambora's face, but never made it. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's true. Got retrieved and put back. My sister had some weird and wonderful things in her room. She studied biology and had poisonous frogs. She had to put gauntlets on to pick them up. But she kept crickets to feed them with, and one day the crickets got out. So for oh, sure. years later, I'd hear sure. crickets chirping mm-hmm. in my wardrobe, eating my clothes. My parents were you telling jokes at the time? <laughs> oh. uh, wow! I, I don't know what to say. I've been the butt of it all night. Look at her. Look, yeah, she's had half a bottle of Jack Daniels, and she's over there <laughs> giving herself Heckling. tattoos with a bottle of ink and a needle. She's got. Wow. She's dyslexic. She's put love and gate on her knuckles. <laughs> Terrible. Michelle, oh. do continue, please. Customers have been spooked by the antics of a poltergeist which sprinkles salt on one particular table. The ghost even terrified a woman at the Seagull Cafe in Weymouth by blowing in her ear. Can they blow in one's ear? Is that possible? I guess. Wow. Unbelievable. Oh, Let's see what happened. Yeah. That's what that noise is. That's means. for everyone. <laughs> now the owners are worried the spirit will be upset by plans to turn the Dorset Eatery into a trendy Mexican restaurant. The Seagull was closed and the space leased out in October after years of reported hauntings. Legend has it that the chippy was home to the spirit of an old man who always sat at table number two. His ghost is said to have often smiled at workers before vanishing into thin air, leaving behind his sprinkling of salt. The apparition's presence also has been felt upstairs. In the flat above the cafe, the manager's wife claimed to have felt something blowing in her ear whenever she did chores. Ian and Helen Dowen, who are halfway through turning the chippy into their new Mexican restaurant, fear the ghost will want to reclaim his favorite spot once they, once they open. Ian, 55, said there are no tables out at the moment, so if someone was sprinkling salt around the place, I wouldn't have been able to tell because there's dust everywhere. But he promised when I reopen in March, 
I'll be sure to keep an eye out on the spot where the old table number two was. If you wish to see our haunting fish and chip shop story, go to our Facebook site for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can see that for yourself in glorious battered Technicolor. A mysterious ghost child appeared in a bell ringer's selfie and they fear it could be the Antichrist. (gasps) I can show you a bell ringing selfie if you want, ladies. No. The pair were posing near a 12th century church close to the aptly dubbed Devil's Door. Natalie Wilkinson, 28, and her friend, Kerry Morris. Is that a relative of yours? No. 31. (laughs) Saw an advert for bell ringers. I'm going to put an advert out for bell ringers and thought it might be a good thing to try. They saw it on Craigslist. Ring my bell. <laughs> I think this is the bells. Your, your, this is a church. Oh, <laughs> you're not ringing it like that. Yes, this is a this is a long call that you're tugging on there, madam. There's a whole army of people that do that and bring salvation. Wow, oh, salvation! Army Damn you and your campanologists! Right, wow. Right. <laughs> they turned up at the St Nicholas's Church in the village of Thorn Doncaster, South Yorkshire, and had a tour before taking a quick snap. But they were stunned to find out what they claim is the ghostly face of a little boy behind them. They since found out the church's north doors are known as the Devil's Doors mm. because they were meant to be left open to let out the bad spirits. Natalie from <laughs> Doncaster said, It's quite freaky up there being a church. And as old as it is, the steps are narrow and old wood, meaning only one person could squeeze down at a time. After exploring, nice we voice. headed down to the bell floor, <laughs> being the last down. I said, quick, let's take a selfie. No one will believe us what we've been doing on this very random night. We took the selfie and headed back to the group, not realizing what we had captured. It wasn't until we were walking back home when we were about to head in different paths that we decided to take a look at the pictures we had taken. There were multiple, but there was one that stood out. We were both freaked out and nervously joked about it being the Antichrist. There's nothing funnier, right, than the Antichrist. Right. Well, when the following week came, we both decided not to return to our newfound hobby because we were too freaked out by our previous encounter. And bell ring is boring and the practice is on Tuesday and it clashes with the curse of Oak Island. (laughs) If you wish to see the ghostly Antichrist in the bell ringing selfie, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the part of the show that we call Not For Your Mother. That means you've found us in our archives so thank you for coming to find us we really appreciate that why not cut and paste the link and tell everyone on your social media sites that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world as the title suggests this isn't appropriate material for your mother if there's small minors in the room if you're easily offended now would be a good time to turn away to turn down the radio to go and shovel the snow in your backyard you have been warned (laughs) A man who drank 10 times a recommended dose of an erectile dysfunctional medicine was left with donut-shaped holes in his vision. I wonder what his wife was left with. Right? (laughs) (laughs) A donut-shaped hole. (laughs) Big donut. It was like a clown's pocket. (laughs) But it's like a sleeve of wizard. <laughs> you know, they say if you keep doing it, you'll go blind. <laughs> that was one of my jokes for later. Oh! <laughs> Damn you and your ways. 
The unnamed Massachusetts man said to be in his 50s next to a bottle of the liquid Sildenafil. Where can you get that? I'm assuming it was prescription. Oh. Although the recommended dose is 80 milligrams, the patient drank the full 750 milligrams in the bottle for unknown reasons. Oh. Like a shot? Oh. No, like a fifth. That's right. Oh. <laughs> he drank a fifth of it? Yeah. A he drank the of... whole the whole bottle. No, 750 milligrams. Oh, not milliliters. The dose was 80. I wonder He's if that was hard. A 80. boner juice? Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Do you get it? You got that when I said it? it he was then hard. walked around the house and managed to bang in a bag of nails. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he then began to see strange ring shapes, but didn't go and see the doctor for two months. Oh, two He was months. told he had problems. It took him two months to get out of the house. <laughs> 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 it's like he was going to Bangkok and just couldn't find his way out. Oh. <laughs> he used a bag of frozen peas in a way a bag of frozen peas should never be used. You dirty mm. bag. Yes, two months later, he went to see the doc. <laughs> he was told that he had problems with his retina, the light-sensitive area of your eye. After visiting Massachusetts Eye and ESC, it does affect your eyesight, Miss Morrison. <laughs> Less funny after you've cracked the joke, right? I know. No, no, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Dr. Hilary Brader, who saw the man, never found out if his partial blindness recovered after he stopped attending appointments, according to an article published in JAMA Ophthalmology. That's never far from Mm, my coffee table every month. He complained of photophobia, a painfully sensitivity to light and tests confirmed he had damaged his retinal cells. These cells convert light into electrical messages which are sent to the brain, and they cannot repair themselves once damaged. He has permanent eye issues now. Dr. Breda told Life Science, because this is such a commonly used drug, I thought it was important for the ophthalmic community to be aware of our findings. He's not going to be taking one-eyed jack to the ophthalmist, is he? No. I am certain that others have seen similar cases, even if the mechanisms of the toxicity was not as evident in our case. Oh no, donut hole, or okay, I'll give it a go. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers, with Adrian Lee. He should eat more carrots. He should eat more carrots. He should lay off the boner juice. (laughs) Yeah. Mostly that, yeah. Boner juice. I might spike Chad's drink next week with boner juice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Already a... did. <laughs> oh, and it shows if you know what I'm saying. Oh, God. Thank God. Which way's north? <laughs> Ring toss. Miss Cory, what have you got for me tonight oh. in the round of Not For Your Mother? I have a wooden owl carving that has become the hit of social media, but for all of the wrong reasons. The sculpture, part of a display in a children's playground in a suburb of Adelaide, Australia, was erected as part of a series of carvings, but people have commented on its phallic properties. After posting the picture of the owl on their Facebook wall, Mickham City Council received over 50 crude comments. Chad Smith wrote, So that's what a woodpecker looks like. 
It's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I see where this yeah, is going. Yeah, yeah. It seems that not everyone managed to be quite so discreet. Haley Smith said, That looks like a penis. Another Subtle. wrote, Dick the Owl. <laughs> is that a game they play in Australia? We'd have wow. to ask Tanya. Tanya! Nice. Renee Brown tagged a friend and asked, Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Hamish Putty wrote, Asked for a hooter and ended up with a honker. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The council told Adelaide now, it has certainly caused a reaction and some amusement within the community, but all art is in the eye of the beholder. They the eye of the beholder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Right You're welcome. Do you see the way the eye follows you around the room? It does. <laughs> they added... That was an owl, was it? Kind of. Do it, do it again. <laughs> Ooh. It's almost like there's one in the room with us, isn't it? Exactly. There? That's what I thought. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. They added that they had received no complaints over the carving and that they didn't expect to. The owl was the latest in a collection of wooden sculptures made from native wood as a nod to the local indigenous people and their connection to the area. You've been hit by, you've been struck by <laughs> a smooth <laughs> aboriginal. <laughs> Besides the misunderstood owl is a snake, a koala, a giant turtle, and a fish. And a cock and two balls. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> wow. Mm. Unbelievable. If you wish to see the phallic owl, I'm sure the artist <gasps> is trying to work out ways to get dirty imagery into the school playground. I hope so. Australian phallic no, bird. Don't, don't. Well, that's absurd. Go to our Facebook site. You can see the owl prominently erecting itself and plunging itself into Mother Nature. Everybody knows about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird, bird. bird. I think the group that sang that song was from Minneapolis. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's a Minneapolis, Minnesotan group. This bird fabulous. is the word. Well, there are amazing groups that come from Minnesota and Minneapolis. You yes. think of Prince. Soul Asylum would be another one. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. And everybody knows about the bird. Gary Puckett. I just think Union Gap was from Minnesota as well. I'll have to look that up. Mm. Young girl, get out of my... That's got some really bizarre and strange lyrics, by the beach way. Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. Bobby Vinton. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thanks for contributing, Heather. <laughs> I wish they all could be Minnesotan girls. Let's go skating now. Everybody's learning how. <laughs> Want to take a ride in my boat? <laughs> See, it all works. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I want to start a band that's the Minnesotan Beach Boys. <laughs> yes. I'm picking up hot pot made by my neighbor. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hot dish. Yes, hot dish. I'm sorry, I'm not from God. around these parts. Tater tots. Lovely. The cuisine of Minnesota, if it's not fish soaked in lime, 
What's that? Yeah. Lutefisk. Lutefisk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? What's that pancake made out of potatoes? Lefsa. Oh, you, you eat some strange stuff oh, up Lefse here. Lefsa's the best. And oh. then there's Renico, which is made out of potatoes but filled with ham. That's German. Pickled herring. Well, yeah. You like pickled herring. I've seen yeah. you eat it. The things this state does. Chromagrot. Sauerkraut. Oh. What is it at that time of year? What is it in the, the fall when everyone's walking around with giant green pods like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and they're leaving them on people's doorsteps and sticking them in mailbag? Zucchini. That's it. Oh. It's Invasion of the Body Zucchini Snatchers. Bread. There's all these gormless looking people wandering around with pods. Oh. I thought the end of the world had come. Yeah. Unbelievable. A couple were caught having sex in the woods. Oh. <gasps> While smeared in bird blood, surrounded by a circle of chanting women. And then came King Arthur. Must be Anglican. (laughs) That was awesome, Heather. (laughs) The pair were discovered by a shocking, shocked dog walker who stumbled across the bizarre scene just off the Hawksworth wood trail in Leeds last Friday. So if you're interested, that's the Hawksworth wood trail last Friday in Leeds. What time? (laughs) Anytime you want. Was it a bird dog? Oh, a bloodhound. Oh. That's the Everly Brothers, isn't it? Bird Dog was a song by the Everly mm-hmm. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Cops from West Yorkshire Police were called after a report of public indecency in the area, and they've since increased patrols near the woods. The dog walker, who wished to remain anonymous, told Leeds Live, I let the dog off for a run and went to the top of the wood near a field where kids play and people walk. And there's a giant carved erection of an owl. He disappeared. <laughs> I made that up. No. Can't miss it. He disappeared. Yeah, just turn and right at the giant woodpecker. <laughs> he disappeared. And I heard what I thought was shouting. Can you imagine you're trying to do the business and the dog's there licking away? You're doing, you're doing it, it wrong. <laughs> I cried when that dog died. Okay. He disappeared. And I heard what I thought was shouting. I went to get him. He's a big softy, really, but I thought he had scared someone. It sounded like someone shouting in a different language. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Orlando, Orlando. Orlando. wizard. Did you say Orlando, Orlando? Hiya, Orlando. What? You hired Orlando? I've been what? on the jubes. I can only <laughs> I did three lines of jubes before I came in here. You can't. Kick the jubes, can you? I can't. <laughs> Just say no. Bad habit, man. It's time for jube rehab. <laughs> Let's play jubes or dare. <laughs> <sighs> it sounded like someone shouting in a different language. But then I saw a lady in her late thirties laid out on a white plastic sheet. Oh, that's <laughs> romantic. The scandalized pet owner said she initially thought the woman was dead. But as she went closer, she saw there was a man with her. She watched him use his finger to take blood from a dead bird and smear it on the women's face before they had sex. She watched the whole time? Well, she wanted to see what type of bird it was. (laughs) Everybody knows. with that nope nope done and although she managed to find her 
dog and leave the couple. <laughs> the anonymous witness says she passed by the same area 10 minutes later to find the couple surrounded by five women chanting. It's the Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, God. It usually happens to me. It was at that point she decided to call the police and she claims the group were carrying on with their bizarre ritual despite the fact that there were people around. Well, yeah. When she checked back later on, three times she's been back to this, she claimed the group (laughs) were dressed in tunics and walking away as if nothing happened. Well, yeah. Police found a clearing in the woods and are looking into it. (laughs) (laughs) They go back and back and back just like that woman. This show. Rough bird, blood, sex, or hang on, that looks like my ex. You decide. (laughs) (laughs) Go to my Facebook site, more questions than answers, and you will see the ritualized bird blood lead sex ritual for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Miss Morris, you have the final story. Tonight in the round we call not for your mother. Do I? Oh, do I? Do I? Well, I am going on to... a journey of sight and sound. <gasps> Florida! Yeah, Florida! Florida! Florida. Florida. According to Miami Springs police, a woman stole her date's expensive watches and left with them. That bugger. She stole his uh, watch. And I'm going to try Girl. saying this name because it's rather odd. After Della Juria or Diarrhea. Oh, is nice. what I'm going to call her. Okay. Brookins was arrested by police. She was strip searched and correction officers found four Rolex watches. Can you take your ring off? It hurts. That's not my ring. That's my wristwatch. Inside her <laughs> vagina. <gasps> oh, Whoa! oh those, yeah. those aren't supposed to go there. Well, she was. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, her what is it? Her clock is running down. Oh, her clock is biological yeah. clock yeah. is ticking. So she shoved four of them up there. Did she manage to get the second <laughs> hand? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. love this show. Brookins, twenty nine of Northeast Miami Dade, met an Orlando businessman Ramon oh. Diaz last mm-hmm. Tuesday night at a popular nightclub on Ocean Drive in Miami. I'm going to Miami. After leaving the nightclub, the pair ended up at the Clarion Suites. Then, after Diaz freshened up, according to the newspaper, Brookins had left the room with his Crown Royal whiskey bag that contained (laughs) (laughs) five watches valued at a total of a hundred and eight thousand dollars nice ones yes brookins went outside to hail a taxi before she could get into the cab diaz saw his whiskey bag inside her purse and demanded it back the 29 year old proceeded to hit the businessman in the head with an unknown object not sure what it was i really don't want to speculate (laughs) according to police (laughs) diaz became Dazed are. and he fell to the ground like this. Oh, oh the Transylvanian police. Yeah, Florida. the hotel employee saw the incident taking place and called the police. Officers swept the area and found Brookins, who has a tattoo on her left arm, just in case you ever run across her, that says "whore." <laughs> wow. Yes, in memory of her mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brookins was charged Wednesday with grand theft, resisting an officer with violence, possession of cocaine and battery, or a battery, or lots of batteries. A watch battery. Yeah. Yeah. Where did she put those if she had the Rolex watches in the other place? She was also charged with criminal mischief after she ticked off cops by urinating on the floor Ticked. of her holding cells. Ticked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that. Mm-hmm. She was released from jail after posting a $22,000 bond. I wonder where she pulled that from. <laughs> <laughs> and the cocaine. That's right. Miami Springs Police Chief Armando Guzman said crimes like these are not unusual. These individuals are very good at targeting victims, Mr. especially Bond. business people from out of town. Mm. You know, you come to party, you come to have a little good time, maybe? Turkish, Pakistani, what was he? I can't. <laughs> you buy a rug now. It's you will not Cuban. leave until you buy a rug. Doi. Doi. <laughs> <laughs> During the arrest, police found one of Diaz's stolen watch. Only one. The rest were absorbed. Fenced. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, They searched the area nearby and couldn't find the other four. Oh, wow. (laughs) Maybe they should have checked the other cavity. But during a jailhouse strip search, correction officers recovered the rest, according to police. Would you want it back? Four Rolex watches, which were found in De La Geria Diarrhea Brookins' vaginal cavity. In her vaginal cavity. You know, if it was worth $20,000, I'd think I'd probably take that watch back and sell it as slightly used. Yeah. Ooh, close to my... Can you get insurance for watches? Oh, yeah. I I mean... but do they have vaginal cavity insurance? Yeah. You've not looked at the small print, have you? <laughs> right. yeah. I've got that. I've got that on my car insurance. So I share yeah. that with Is you. Is that a rider on your policy? Oh, <laughs> dad, dad, can I have a watch? Yes, come in, son. Shut the door. <laughs> oh. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K two meter. And the dead battery is Miss Morris, who never got beyond who knew? two single <laughs> points. She I wins a date so in hard. a pub in Devon with a creepy monk. And they... some cheese. Ooh. And she gets a chance <laughs> to pet a shaved rabbit. Oh. <laughs> what a night that was. Mm. In third place is myself. I scored a rather fantastic trimester of three points. Points. I get a runny brie and a homemade tattoo of the MQTA logo that will be infected by next week's show. Nice. In second place, scoring four points, very low scoring show tonight, yeah. is Chad. He scores himself four. He's in second place. He gets a snail facial all ready for a night out with Richie Sambora. <laughs> Just something for there for everybody. <laughs> Our resplendent first place winner. Running away with tonight's show with a double integer of 10 and winning the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle (laughs) Corrie. She gets a bell ringing course and a week with the Antichrist just to take the edge off of it. Do not fear, listener. 
Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, you can join us live at 8pm Central Time on Tuesday, where we can chat about everything that's happening on the curse of oak island and you can now jump over to soundcloud if you go to soundcloud.com search for mqta radio where we'll be doing an extra 15 to 20 minutes of filth my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris chad peters michelle corey and all of the international paranormal society in paranormal.net and all of the show sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group of mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening Interesting and interesting.